I have a charge to all of us as fathers. And what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And this charge that I have is not only for us as fathers, but us as men and for myself. So ladies, you get an opportunity to listen in on this. This is not something that you are to browbeat your, your children's father over. This is something that once you get a hold of this, you can literally pray this over your children's father, whether you're married to him or not. Because it will behoove you and I when we're long gone, the impact of the fathers continues to possibly go up to four or five generations. So everybody shout out fathers. So the title there is real simple, A Father. A Father. And if you would, put up the first uh, slide for me. Father's real simple. Look at this. And it says, this is the Hebrew word, aleph. Aleph. It's the Hebrew word for father. And it's the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. So you're already just in the context of what I just said, you should begin to get an understanding of father. For father, aleph, is the Hebrew word for father, written out as ab, a-b-r, r, a-r. This should be a-v, a-v, this should be a-v. The word picture tells us that a father is what? The leader and what else? Of the what? Let's say it again. A father is the Hebrew word picture for the leader. Everybody say leader. leader. So what's the father? He's the what? Leader. Or the what? Strength. Of the family. Now if you're sitting next to a father, look him right in the eyes and say, did you hear what Pastor read, you are the leader and the strength of the family. Come on, encourage whoever the father is next to you. Now, y'all said that so low. If this, was, if this was Mother's Day, I'd hear the whole place, the rafters would be shaking. Come on, prophesy. Ladies, prophesy with your words. Hey, you are the leader and the strength of the family. Come on, ladies, God give y'all all these words for a reason. Let's use these words right now. Come on, ladies. Look at that man next to you, that male, and f at first ask him, are you a father? Now, if they are a father, here we go, ladies. I want you to say this. I prophesy over you. You are a leader and the strength of your family. It's still not loud enough. I don't like the octanes yet. Let's do this again. All right, ladies. God, evidently they say, they say, they've done the research. They, they say. They say ladies speak, females speak more words on average in a day than males. I don't need, I don't need any of the men giving that little, little uh, backstabbing amen in here, all right? <laughs> It is scientifically proven females use more words than males. And it has nothing to do with whether it's wrong or right. It just is what it is. So ladies, I want you to use all those extra words. And I want you to prophesy over that father right next to you. And I want you to say it. Say it, baby. 
Right here. Now, if it's your husband, put a little, little cream and something on it, all right? <laughs> Whatever your little cutly name that you have for him, all right? Y'all ready? Here we go. Now, I don't know why Pastor Steve not walking up to this platform. <laughs> I, I don't know what she waiting on. <laughs> Come on up here, girl. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? Come on, ladies. Y'all too serious in here, right? You're supposed to be serious in church. All right, come on. Use your words. So for Pastor T, would, why don't you give an example, Pastor T? Honey, you're the leader and the strength of our family. Ooh. Well, all right now. Well, all right now. <laughs> Pastor Sim, will you come on, teach Let's go. <laughs> come on, y'all supposed to be serious in church. All right, ladies. Now, here's why. What, what, is the, what does the Bible want to do? It wants us to give us the root cause. It wants us to give us the foundation of how to change our life. Because sometimes you're in situations and the world tells us we can't change it. And I hear people saying stuff like, well, once you get old enough, once you're 50, you 60, is not. What are you talking about? You have a father that could change a person's heart in what I call a nanosecond. Whatever that is. It first starts with you believing that this is possible. But you got to first know what you want to happen. If, you're, if your father, the father of your children, is not a leader and not the strength of the family, I promise you, you won't help him by saying, now you know that pastor said. <laughs> what kind of leader are you? How, how many of y'all know that dog won't hunt? But if you will begin to prophesy, call those things that be not as though they were. The power of a God-spoken word that's believed in the mouth of the speaker will begin to turn that ship around. Will begin to work, allow angels, allow other people who God has assigned to help your father, your children's father, do what? Do a total turnaround. And guess what, ladies? When they do a turnaround, we don't need you testifying church. I've been praying him in so long. You know how y'all are. Just leave him alone. Do your job, you and God, and when he start thinking he, he all this in a bag of chips, don't, don't try to get him, oh, let me let you, let me put, let me let you what, know, let me let you know what really happened. I've been praying for you for a while. You know how we are. Leave that man alone. I want you to prophesy over him and keep it moving. Hey, somebody say amen to this. So let's try this again. Father, that father that's next to you, he's, I, I prophesy over you, you are the leader and strength of your family. I prophesy over you, honey, you are the leader and the strength of our family. Hold on, where, where are y'all? <laughs> We're doing this together. We are demonstrating, we are leading what to do, but you got to do it. Yep. You ready? Yes. Here we go. You are the leader and the strength of our family. Ooh, I feel so good. Now, I, if I had a mic, I'd take it around to every man whose who, who's, who's wife or sister or whoever spoke to you or a fellow congregant that spoke to you. 
I would bring a mic and just ask you a question. How did that feel? Particularly on a person who really believed this is possible for you. Now, thank you, baby. Mwah. Give Pastor T a hand. Now, as I talk about the Father, I will also show you my deficits. That's what I love. I love not teaching as if I've mastered this. I am under construction as you are. Somebody say amen to that. Now, one of the words for a, a left is aloof. It's a derivative of it. And now, guess what it describes? This makes up the Father. One, gentle. Tame. How about that one? I have to work on the one called gentle. That's mine. It's always easy to identify what the other person needs to work on. Am I right? How about tame? Tame, that means under control. Come on, guys. Gentle? See, I used to think, or sometimes people think, you demand people to do stuff. And your Heavenly Father didn't create us like this. You don't demand. Thank you. You command. You don't what? You do what? You don't demand, you command. Our Heavenly Father leads gently, but He leads succinctly. And He leads responsibly. Don't confuse gentle with weakness. Don't confuse tame, in other words, under control, with not holding you accountable. There has to be a balance in a father, otherwise the children live unbalanced lives. In other words, gentle. Our Heavenly Father, believe it or not, he's, He built the system where you and I would control, direct our lives through our words. Never through our physical having to make somebody do it. Literally to be able to speak something. He says, when there was darkness and the earth was, was not formed, there was void, what did he say? He began to speak. Let there be? Come on. Let it be what? So, ladies, if you have a father and you have uh, your children's father who are not a leader and do not exhibit strength, guess what he asked you to do? To begin to speak it over that father of your children. Why? Because you're a believer. And believers don't have to see it to believe it. Believers believe what God says. God says, my children's father is a leader and has strength, and he's the strength of his family. So guess what you will begin to say with your mouth? Oh, baby, you're the leader. You're the strength of the family. He may not be behaving that way yet. I said it yesterday in a great, we had a great time yesterday. Great time and pancakes for pops. And I share with the men, I say, something is wrong if you and your wife and the children are on top of a table with a shotgun shooting at a mouse. 
Just think of that picture. <laughs> and he's squirming like his wife and children. No, I don't care if you're afraid. Ladies, push his behind off that table. <laughs> and guess what, ladies? Sometimes in your prayer time, you got to push a man. And you got to use words of wisdom to move a man. Okay, here's an here's a inside secret to a man. The number one thing a man needs, number one, number one. You, you're writing this down. I don't see any ladies writing nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to put I'm going to remember it. <laughs> number one thing. Number one, number one, number one. Respect. Number one. The tendency is, I will only respect those who are acting respectable. That's why a lot of times as believers, we don't cause supernatural change in our lives. Because we're more reactive than intentional. Am I in the right place? Why am I saying that? The difference between communities, the different cities and households, is that father. And baby, we're not getting around it. I'll tell you, please go to, let me finish this. Number two, the derivative. Guess what else he is? He's an ox. Like ladies, if you, if you see him, because sometimes when we buy groceries, come on, do I have any fathers like this? We, we get groceries out the car. We don't want to make two trips. Am I right? <laughs> Usually, right? And I mean, we got bags. I mean, we may be coming like this, right? <laughs> Ladies, don't help him. Tell him, you so strong. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Why am I telling you that? The more you get that father going, the better off it's going to be. Amen. Sometimes ladies go so far out front. Uh, a wise leader taught me, he says, he told me, he says, if you get too far out in front of those that you're leading, eventually you start looking like the enemy. Amen. Amen. I know that's some good stuff right there. For me. <laughs> you know what that means? If you get so out front and there's not a connection, they can't distinguish who you are that far out. So sometimes, ladies, you guys get it together. You rolling. And you've left my man behind. And that's going to be like a, a weight on you. So you have to help him through words, speak to him. Because men respond to words. And when I say words, I'm talking about call him what you want him to be. Here's, no, here's another thing. A father is responsible for anything he creates or makes. So any young males that are here, stop messing around with sex that will cause you to birth things too soon that you are not prepared to manage. Any father that's here and you have no contact with your children, 
There's a seed inside of you, when I say a seed, of what I call guilt. What does that mean? Guilt means when guilt is present, when I'm not dealing and taking care of and being attentive to the things that I've created or made like children, there will be a seed of guilt. Why? Because something is not right inside of you. And it doesn't go away just because you think you forgot about it. And you can't blame your children's mother when you're a father. Yes, sometimes mothers get upset. Sometimes something happens in the divorce. But at the end of the day, I want to share with all the fathers, our responsibility is to find a way to connect with our children and take care of those children. Because we're responsible for what? Everything that we've created or made. Give you an example. As a pastor, I'm the founding pastor of the Spirit Church. So every time I come in here, my mind on way more than what your mind on. Y'all know why? We started this, Pastor T and I, right? We're the founders, and we made it, but God created it. Y'all got me? So I and the, the father, here's the other thing. Fathers, listen to me. Ladies, close your ears for a second. We do what we do. Not because somebody's going to pat us on the back. Because you may not get a pat on the back until later. So you don't go up and down. Oh, see, they didn't even say thank you. Teach them to say thank you. But if they don't, you're not doing it for the thank you. The Bible says your heavenly father reigns on the just and what else? Unjust. He's good to the evil and the good. Why is that important? That keeps your sanity. Yeah. Amen. Everybody hear that? Yeah. In other words, teach that because you don't know how people are going to respond to people that you serve. What else the father does? A father speaks vision into the kids. What does a father do? I'm going to show it to you. Last one, number three. The father is the leader of the what? Or the what? Right? Now notice, it says he's the strength of the family. Now I'm getting ready to shift this spiritually. It says in 1 John, it says, and you young men, you are strong. Why? Because the word of God abides in you. A father needs to know the Word of God. I don't care how strong you are in the world. If you don't know the Word, you are no match for this being called Satan. Because you have no weaponry against him except the Word of the God, or the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. In Proverbs 24, it says, A man of knowledge increases strength. But it's talking about the strength of God's word. I have to know the, the, uh, I have to know God's word to be able to speak over my children, God's word. Speak over my wife, God's word. So one of the things I, I pray, Ephesians 5. Use your prayer life to change your life. 
I'm going to say it one more time. A father is a prayer warrior. He's the first, the first prayer warrior in the family. But in the church, most time the women doing all the praying. And I'm not knocking it. But when a father prays, when a father prays, do you know Job? He would pray and, get, and make sacrifice for his children in case those grown children have ever cursed God in their hearts. Every morning it says he did this. Why? Because fathers, we uphold everything, guys. We don't, we don't pretend it's not there. We look at it and call it what it is. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number. Verse 22, 5.22. Here's a prayer that I as a father pray and a husband. Because fathers, in this case, I'm talking about fathers, but now I'm going to add this fathering in connection with my wife. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, when I read that, first thing I know is the subject. The subject, this is not talking to me. Everybody got that? <laughs> so men will get this, this is all they know. And then go beat it over the head of their wives. That's not what this is for. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. The husband is the what? Head of the wife. I'm talking about husbands, but also if you're a father, this will include it. Because really, as a husband, you're like the father of your wife. Boy, it's quiet in here right now, boy. I know, I, I see you looking at me in that tone of voice. You know how I know that? Because usually you, you, you lose your father's name and take his. Yes. Simply mean he's responsible for you. Let a man leave his father and mother and cleave to who? His wife. I am now responsible for Tracy. Why? And my father-in-law, Mr. Julius, entrusted me with his daughter. And every man worth his salt want to hand his daughter over to somebody that he could trust her with. Now, we've had a discussion in our house, just because of what God has done in the family. Possibly, our daughters may put a hyphen on their name. That's just our little personal thing. I know some of y'all don't know what that's about. That's our little, little thing. That's personally with us, because we've already established something. And now, my daughters know, they know, when you bring somebody around as a father, guess what? I'm a fruit inspector. I know, you got all these, all these nice dads out here. There's a part night, there's a gentle side of us, and then there's another side of us. I'll never forget, a young man came to, to the house for one of the, the girls, take her out for a movie or something, and we were, we're in the house, and we're talking, and then the be doorbell rang. I, I said, I'm going to the front door. You don't have to go. I'm going to the front door. Went to the front door, saw the young man, and I had a basketball in my hand. I said, hey, hey, man, good to see you. So glad you're here, to, you, you're here for so-and-so. Yeah, oh, yeah. I said, come on around back. Let's do a little basketball. I, don't know if, I may have told you guys this. What I'm saying is a father. A father protects his children. And it's not always popular. And you're not always, if you're trying to get father of the year in terms of popularity, you won't do a good job. Because sometimes you and I will have to say things to our children and withhold things from our children, and they won't like it. 
And just how like children are, they will pout and do all those things, right? But you know what I found? The older they get, the more they think us. Am I right? I'll give them a mic. The two that are already in college, they come back and guess what? They say, oh, thank y'all. <laughs> and they do it in an old-fashioned way. Thank y'all! <laughs> and it don't mean we did everything right. I promise you, I, got, I have tremendous flaws. But the one thing I wanted to prepare them is for the real world. The real world. So I had the basketball, and I brought the young man around back. This is what fathers do. Fathers check things out. Now, your kids can be gullible. You can't be. Somebody say man to this. And if your child has a problem bringing their, their date, whoever it is, I don't care, male or female, in your house, you need to invite them in your house. That's what fathers do. Fathers keep a watch. We watch and pray. And get into action. Fathers watch. Fathers watch. Am I right? At least we're supposed to be watching. So I took him around back. And I, we have a basketball go around back, and I, I measured off. We have a free throw line. And I said, and now he, he's, this person was a baseball player. He said, well, I'm a baseball player. I said, it's okay. You, you probably shot a basketball before. <laughs> so I said, I'm a, I'll get the rebound and then throw it back to you. <laughs> so I throw it to him. He shoot. He missed. Boom. He missed. I said, oh, man, all right. Come on, come on. Boom. I threw the ball back to him. He shot it again. You can tell he's a little nervous. He, he, he shot it again. Missed. Boom. I said, oh, man, that's two. Come on, man. You can hit it. I know you can. I threw the ball back to him. That third time, he hit it. Boom. I said, man, that's a great shot. And that's when I stopped the shooting. And I walked up to him. I said, man, it took you three shots to make one. I said, you don't get that with this daughter. Yeah. And I was, I was doing it tongue-in-cheek, but I was really making a, a, a message. Because sometimes our children are in positions where they can't tell. They haven't lived long enough. They haven't. Now, you can't force them. What I'm saying to this was gentle. I really did this tongue-in-cheek with the young man. It wasn't like, I know another father, when, when his daughter, this day came to the house, he went to the house strapped. <laughs> I mean, he, went, he went strapped. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> the whole point is, fathers, we oversee things. Am I right? So I was showing you this in, um, in Ephesians. For husbands are the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject, so let the wives be subject to their own husbands. So as the, the church is subject unto who? Christ. Notice it didn't say Jesus. Christ is his kingly anointed name. Meaning we're in a kingdom and this church is subject to. The maker or breaker in a church is, is Jesus Christ the Lord. The maker or breaker is Jesus and his teachings is do you believe he's been resurrected and is that church submitted under the word of God? Why? Because Jesus is a king. He's the king. He's the anointed king. And as the church is subject 
to Christ, so let wives be to their what? Own husbands and a few things. Yeah. Now, I know, ladies, you've had, you run across some bad cats, so you're tempted not to ever do this again. Next, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for me. So fathers, in this case husbands, and this will go for fathers as well. Go back, please. I pray this prayer over me. I pray a prayer like this. Heavenly Father, help me to love Tracy, even as Christ also loved the church, and help me to give myself up for her. In Jesus' name. So what do I do? I pray the word of God. Why? The word of God is my sword. Why? What am I praying? I'm praying the word of God so I can get divine assistance because God will always watch his word to perform it. Everybody got that? So what I, what I encourage you, stop acquiescing to how you feel and take who you really are. You're born again, your regenerated self, regardless of how you feel, and begin to pray these things. So I want to go back up to 22, please. I pray this over Pastor T. I say, Heavenly Father, I ask you to help my wife Tracy to wives submit yourself. I ask that you help my wife Tracy to submit to my leadership and help me to be a leader that's worth submitting to. Y'all see what I'm doing? What am I doing? I, you are not to get saved and go try to do this on your own. Too many of us get saved and don't, don't, don't even, don't even um, ask for assistance and help. We're in a real world fight of an enemy that, wants to, that would like to break up our marriages. Right? He wants to throw, he wants to, to shoot fiery darts. Oh, see, see, you can't, you can't, I, I got married, my first husband, I did all that. I know some, I know some ladies, Ben, they, you, did, you did the word. Or at least you did what you thought was the word. And it didn't work out. So the tendency is I'll never do that again. No, never base your experience to validate what God says. Do what God says and eventually your experience will be validated. Because we don't know. I don't know what you did. You may have thought I was doing the word. You may have not done the word at all. I don't know. All I can tell you is this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. He said that to wives. So what I will pray, Heavenly Father, I ask that you help my wife Tracy submit to me as her husband, and I ask that you help me be a husband that's worth submitting to. How about that? Next verse, watch this. This is called prayer. Too many people not praying. I'm not talking about all that jibber-jabbering. Your father is like a judge, a king. You would dare go before the president and anybody else just with a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. You got to have intelligent conversation with your heavenly father. This is intelligent. For husbands is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Father, I thank you that I'm a worthy head of my wife. Father, I thank you that even as Christ is the head of the church, thank you, and the savior of the body, thank you, Father God, that I literally, I wash my wife with the word. Next verse, watch this. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be subject to their own husband. Heavenly Father, I ask that you allow my wife, Pastor Tracy, Tracy, to be submitted in her heart to me as her husband. And I ask again that you would help me be a husband worth submitting to. How about that? Watch the next one. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And by the way, this will work in any area of your life. 
Begin to pray God's word over your situation. Too many of us are hoping things get better. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word hope means I uh, hope it changed. I hope he changed. I hope her changed. That's not what hope is. Hope, the word means, listen to me, that which I fully expect to receive. Faith is the substance of things I fully expect to receive. My faith is what Jesus said. What does Jesus say? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. So guess what I'm doing? I'm praying that. So I fully expect, and it's happening, for my wife Tracy to be submitted to me. And I'm growing as a leader that's worth submitting to. Everybody got me? But what did I do? I didn't become a believer and then try to live apart from Christ. What? I'm dependent on him. He's my help. He's not only my time in a time of trouble. He's not my help in a time of trouble. He's your daily help. And he's giving you the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the one that comes alongside to aid. In other words, anything you're dealing with, I don't care if it's an ACT exam. As you study, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, help me want to study this. Help me stay here. Help me be diligent with this because the, the hand of the diligent is made fat. What does that mean? Pray these things. Stop trying to do this stuff on your own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This sounds so simple and people don't do it. People don't do it. I'm talking about believers. You got literally all of heaven right here to help you. You have infinite intelligence, so I dare you say you don't know how to do something. I didn't know how all this was going to get done. But I do know I've been walking, praying this property for a while. I've been walking, praying this property, and in, in praying in the Holy Spirit. And as I pray in the Holy Spirit, which is called unknown tongues, a lot of people reject it because they don't understand it. Stop rejecting stuff you don't understand. Begin to investigate to get an understanding of it. Why am I praying in the Holy Spirit? Because I didn't know exactly what to pray. I just sensed to walk around this property years ago when it was dilapidated, when it was blighted. And I was just walking this whole property, not just this building, this whole property. My, my wife would tell you, and security out here tell you. I literally was walking and I'd walk around. Why was I praying in the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit now with your spirit gives you the ability to pray directly the will of God happening in your life. Why? Because when you pray in English, you're limited to what's in your mind and what you experience. But do you know he says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask, think, or imagine. So I need to tap into some resource to connect with him where I can do what he wants me to do. He wanted me. He, he had already prepared for me to be a Hall of Fame cornerback. And here I'm at Southern University, a freshman and sophomore, not even playing. He has, if I could just tell you, every one of us have the ability to be great at something. Every one of us. That's why we, that's why we gravitate to great voices and, and celebrities and athletes, because they seem to be great at something. But you're admiring them, not realize you're a person to be admired. You are. Why? Because your, your Heavenly Father, your value was determined by what a person is willing to give up to get you. I know you're valuable. I told you, I know you're valuable. Anytime a, a heavenly father will give up his only son for us. 
I know we're valuable. I know you're valuable. I don't know how your life is going right now. I don't know what's happening with you. You are valuable. Even if you're a father, you haven't done it right, don't you ever allow Satan to condemn you. If you recognize in this message God has convicted you, not condemned you, what does that mean? I realize I have been in error. Stop worrying and crying. Say, Heavenly Father, I have missed it as a father. Please forgive me and help me to change this situation. And you know he says he gives more grace to the humble. Y'all know what that means? He gives more of his help for those that will admit I'm wrong and I need me some help. Come on, class. Come on, congregation. He resists the proud. In other words, if you want to keep faking it, if you want to continue to look good, but it's not good, he'll resist you. And he'll allow circumstances, situations in life to bring you to humility to say, I need help. I need what? Help. That's what I've had to do. I need help parenting. I said, I need what? Help. And I ask him. I don't pretend that I got it like that. I don't. A wise man said the greatest thing, the greatest, the, how did he, this, this years ago when I first got saved, the statement was made, it's a dangerous thing to believe what people are saying about you when you know the reality about yourself. I'll never forget this. I, Pastor Ingram out of California, Maranatha Church, on a radio in New Orleans, a radio broadcast, said that, and I never forgot it. That said to me, never allow people to get you to believe you're anything different from what you really know you are. I could not do this as a pastor unless God called me. Couldn't. Couldn't do this building. The Lord knew I'm not the type of person that like doing anything as it relates to building projects, stuff like that, at all. I don't like the details of it at all. But guess what? He knows that. So as I yield and do the part that I'm supposed to do, he now moves on the hearts for people to do what they're supposed to do. Do you know God controls the hearts of heathens? Did you know that? Did you know the heathen, he says, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the when the just get to doing what he told them to do. I told some people what we paid for this building, they couldn't believe it. Why? Because when I came in here and I met with the two owners, it's the property, the LLC of this particular uh, two, two biological brothers that own this property is named the Raven Group. So when I was praying, that's why prayer is so important. Let me get back to prayer real quick. So as I was praying in the Holy Spirit, stuff being downloaded into me. What does that mean? God will download to you what's going to happen tomorrow. These are real experiences in my life. Some people live a whole life in their Christendom and never have these kind of experiences. He literally downloaded into me that this whole area would be totally revitalized. When it was blighted, asbestos, and it was a mess. And then when we start looking for a building, I, out of convenience, thought about this other property that some of you all are familiar with, an older property that we could have gotten out to high school and into right away. But it still didn't satisfy. It just was convenient. And I remember I said to the Lord, and it's another prayer, what am I teaching you guys? I'm teaching you how to walk this stuff out. So when we decided to, to go after this other building, I say, Heavenly Father, 
I believe to go after this building, this will give us a transition, and we can get out of the high school immediately, or a lot sooner. But, Heavenly Father, if, if this is not what you have for us, at any point, would you please make it known to us in Jesus' name? What am I doing? I'm trusting him because he, he knows things I don't know. So do you know, we got all the way up until the last asbestos inspection. It was the last step. This was a done deal. And we would have regretted it. We would have regretted that purchase. I know we would have. But your heavenly father loves you so much. And guess what? If you will give him that, sometimes you don't know what to do, but you pray a prayer like that. In other words, this is what I believe we're supposed to do right now. But at any point, Heavenly Father, if you see something different, I'm open. I'm open to do what? Do something different. We got all the way to as, uh, asbestos inspection. This was a no-brainer for this particular group. They should have sold this and got out of Dodge and, and gave us that property. They went and did an uh, asbestos inspection in the roof. They had about $150,000 in asbestos that needed to be remediated, removed. So we took it to them, and we wanted to make sure. So we said, well, if you guys will reduce the cost, $250,000, because we wanted to make sure. Those guys said no. Your Heavenly Father allowed those people to say no. Yes, he did, because it was no-brainer. Uh, the person that's, that, that cannot see could have seen, they should have taken that 250 and, and given it to us and got out of Dodge. But your Heavenly Father, when you humble yourself and you still allow him to be involved in what you're doing, guess what he will do? He'll even correct the things that we initially start off doing wrong. Why? He's your father. That's what fathers do. That's what I want to do with my children. If they do do something, want to do something different, I'm even learning even more to gently, never ever say, you should have learned from that. You shouldn't have done that. No. What did we learn from that? And do you know we end up getting out of that contract, got our earnest money back? And after that, Pastor T came to me and said, baby, tell them what area has been in your heart. And Pastor Sim knows as well. It was always this area. Because I knew people would come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Centrally located three minutes from the airport. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So as I pray in the Holy Spirit, God downloads what? What does he download? Download what you and I need to know today because of what he already knows will happen tomorrow. So the Raven group. So when I met with them, the Holy Spirit in my prayer time says, when you go in there, you meet with one of the brothers, I want you to tell them about the prophet who was sustained by the Raven. Now all that stuff sounds like just Bible stories. That's what a lot of people think. These just Bible stories don't mean nothing. The Lord will bring these stories back to you and let you know in parallel to something that's real in your life. So as soon as I went in, they had all a bunch of people. This building was empty. We're standing here, and I was wondering when the time to go share this with this guy. And I've learned I'm okay. You can't embarrass me. Some of y'all get embarrassed. I will do what he tells me. I don't care if, it's, if to somebody else is embarrassing. I've already seen the benefits of doing embarrassing stuff that God tells me. And I like the benefits of being embarrassed, doing what he told me to do. What I don't like is doing my own thing looking cool. Don't have me say that one again. So I went in as soon as I had a chance. I said, the Lord put on my heart. 
hey, have you ever heard of the, the prophet and the raven? He said, I think I've heard it. I said, yes. I said, it was a raven that God commanded to sustain the prophet and, and bring him food. And I said, Lord told me to tell you, you're supposed to work with us on this building. You the raven. And I promise you the price that we got for this building, I would say at least 700000 less than what they paid for that building over there, which is, which is 43,000 square feet. This 46. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Why am I saying this? This for millennials, Generation Z, it doesn't matter. Get to know your Heavenly Father. Involve him in whatever you're doing. Whatever you're dealing with, just bring it, get him involved with it. I promise he's going to help you. Come on, let's praise God in here. Thank you, Father.